Hey, Hung Up family. Thank you for tuning in to another week, another episode of the Hung Up podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I'm Eric Cole, your host and producer, life coach, a.k.a. Tennis Bay. Appreciate y'all listening. As always, if you're new to the show, you can find the Hung Up podcast on your favorite podcasting or social media platform simply by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. For this week's episode, I'm dropping the live Instagram audio from my chat with ratchet revolutionary Jewel the Gem. Jewel is down there in Atlanta doing some amazing things in the community and in the music industry. Jewel released a album, Ratchet Revolution, and has two new singles out, which we'll talk about. A lot of her music is dedicated to the Black queer and trans community. And Jewel also has her own radio show down in Atlanta called Hits 92.3. Again, this show um, exclusively centers and spotlights the Black queer and trans community. This is actually Jewel's second time being on the show. Enjoy, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? A little bubbly. What's up, Hungo family? Welcome to Star 69, a weekly check-in with listeners and past guests. My screen seems really dark. What's up, Justin? Hold on. Okay. I was trying to get my screen brighter. Hopefully y'all can hear me. Hopefully y'all can see me. Tonight's live guest has already arrived. What's up, Joel? As a reminder, y'all, Hung Up Podcast is streaming on podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Stitcher is going away. By the way, a new episode of the podcast dropped about an hour ago. Tap that bio link so you can check it out. It's with Nisha Godfrey. And remember, this is y'all times too, so feel free to comment. Um, ask questions, or you can request to join. If you request to join, just please have questions for our guest <laughs> or for me. People done got on, they just at the bar chilling. Like, what's up? Even though I appreciate it, I appreciate the love. So let's go ahead and introduce tonight's guest, who is an artist, a rapper, Black Femme Ratchet Revolutionary. Jewel the Gem, born and raised in Brooklyn, East New York by a Haitian single mother. Jewel the Gem, she, her, is a survivor, a community organizer, educator, and entertainer. She is an unapologetic, unapologetic abolitionist and freedom fighting femme for black lives. With her voice as her most powerful tool of activism, she recently released a rap album, Ratchet Revolution, dedicated to the black queer and trans community. To, um, we're actually talking tonight about her, too. She released two new singles after that. Um, but that was the album. She is also known. She also has her own radio show, Jules Gems, on Hits 92.3 in Atlanta that exclusively centers and spotlights the Black, queer, and trans community. Jewel has been featured on BET Fox Soul and was recently named as G.O. Magazine Class of 2023 Women We Love. Okay. And y'all can go on Jewel's Instagram, tap that bio link 
to read more about her, listen to her music, and see all of her features. Let me see if I can add you. Hey, hey. What's up, Jules? Yes, we did it. We did it. I can see you now. You can see me. You can hear me. I can hear the Wi-Fi, y'all, last week. If y'all didn't see us last week, we tried. Oh. But Xfinity Comcast got got the best of the conversation. <laughs> Listen, that was getting on my motherfucking nerves. It was getting on my nerves. Because I know you were you was ready. You you had the whole look. You had everything going. But yes, I had a cheetah print. The cheetah print glasses on. I had it on my face, but this time I got it on my head. You know, just a little aesthetic pop of color there. But yes, but we made it. Switched over to AT and T, so the Wi Fi should be. A lot better. But then right when I hop on, there's a storm. So we gonna if the lights don't go out, we're gonna be good. We gonna, you know what? We're gonna be good. <laughs> we're gonna be good. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and claim yes, it. Let's go we, ahead we, and claim We're gonna it. be good. And yeah. um so it's really it's really dope to see you. Um yeah. I just gave like um a brief of your bio and told yes. folks they can read the rest. They just need to go to your Yes. Go to your Instagram account. Y'all tap that carrot link up here and go to Jewel's Instagram account. Tap that bio link and you can read more about Jewel, the rapper, the ratchet revolutionary. Yeah. Um, listen to her new music, which we're going to talk about your two new singles tonight. Yes, let's get into it. Yes. So let's let's get all into it. Um, it's, it's just good to see you. I just want to start there. Thank you. It's good to see you too. It really is. You know, you're my friend in my head. Oh, we 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 established that from that episode. Like, oh, we friends. Like, we friends. We just, we if we in the same town, we linking up. We getting drinks. We gonna chill. Like, and that's the thing right there. Like, I know we don't talk like on a regular regular basis. We mm-hmm. you know we touch base here and there. But I just yeah. want you to know, like, I I see you. Yeah. Every everything that you're doing, and so that's a big part of the reason why I reached out to you. It was like, yeah. yo, can we just? catch up because you just you're just doing so many great things so thank you i always start out with how is three things you got to hit on love life Mm -hmm. and the pursuit of happiness love life and the pursuit of happiness so the pursuit of blackness i'm about to i'm about to i'm about to change that last one up i like that i like that you should definitely do that i definitely yeah you know co-sign that um, love is good, you know, romantic love, you know, I'm just so blessed to have fun, like literally to have a wedding ceremony in, on 11, 11, it's coming up real soon. Oh, the day, day is um, set. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we locked in. Yeah. The day is set. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Um, so yeah, so we have a wedding ceremony, 11, 11, and we're very excited about that. So romantic love is great. I'm really grateful, you know, just for being a survivor. Um, that I'm able to be with the person who is my person for real. Like, she is my home. She's my happiness. She's my family. Um, self-love is good, too. I feel, I'm feeling real popping. I'm feeling real lit. Like, very much on 10 with that. Um, I would say the other part of love that's very real is family love. And that's something that, you know, has been a struggle over the last year. And that's why it feels really good to be in partnership with someone who I who is my family, you know, and stuff like that. And obviously I have really close friends who I definitely consider family as well. But uh, family love, that definitely isn't where I needed to be. Like not having my parents 
at this wedding, you know, it's definitely impactful, you know, it hurts, but I'm here thriving through it. You know, I think a lot of queer and trans folks know what that's like to not always have that support of their family, but we do it anyway. We still love out loud. We still heal. Period. We still do what we need to do. Period. So, you know, that's, that's what's happening for real. And it um, goes without mm-hmm. saying that it doesn't hurt. Like mm-hmm. we, we are human, right? Yeah, like, these things, these things hurt. definitely yeah. impact us. We just, mm-hmm. Um, find a way through the pain to push through. But can you absolutely like talk about that a little bit? So like your both yeah. of your parents are not supporting. Both of them are not coming. Yep. My mom uninvited herself like late last year. Um, my dad doesn't even acknowledge. Like he's just doesn't even you know acknowledge that that you know the love that I have. So he definitely isn't coming. Um, and just kind of learning over the last year too, some family members who I realized just weren't supportive. And for me. If you don't support all of me, my queerness is very much a part of who I am. So if you don't support who I am, then I definitely don't want you in this space anyway. But that has been, you know, some tough truths, revelations. People have been revealing and showing their true colors. So it's giving, the list is getting shorter and shorter. But the love is stronger and stronger because it's really important to surround myself with people who love and support me holistically. So it's all good. I did put it on a track, though. This just in. You the first to hear that I did just come from the studio uh, a couple days ago and I wrote a song called Family Tides and it's literally about you know just the severed relationship between my mom and my dad so I'll release that probably around the holidays I think a lot of folks feel around the holidays that disconnect to their family a lot of the time so that's gonna be released because I've been putting it in the music I put a lot of stuff into the music so yeah that's that's the love part Um, and then what was the other two? I got so deep into the love part. What did you say? That's, that's what matters, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And this is so, um, this is major. This is major. Is major. And mm-hmm. um, I often think about that too. You know, my, you know, my parents and whether or not they're going to be involved in my, my father has passed away, so he won't be there. Mm. But I feel like he would, he would come. You know, he would have came. Yeah, yeah. he he would have came. Uh, my father supported me in a way that my mom didn't, and it was always that religion thing. Whew. There you go. And and to and and, and still uh-huh. to this day, it's like she tries to. You know, we we have a relationship. We talk, but it's like it's like you just said. Like you can't be halfway in, halfway out. I I can't give you. Mm. If, if I can't be myself around, if I can't give you all of me, if I can't be, you know, truthful in who I am and my, in, mm-hmm. in the fullness, mm-hmm. the fullness mm-hmm. of who yeah. I am and how, you know, how I operate in this world. If I can't do that around you, then the relationship is just, it's just not going to be. So she, she does try yeah. to, to, you know, and I see her trying, but that religion thing has always been like a, a really a, a, a hurdle for, for us to get over. A hundred percent. I, I, that, I love that. I know that. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of black queer folks, we know that vibe. We know how religion is so important um, in our families. And we also are like, Hey, yes, but like, also I'm your child. And like, you know, what do we do here? Right. Um, about what this book is saying versus a lived experience. Like you have a child. Like you're supposed to support, we both support your child period. So I definitely feel you on that. Um, I felt like it was love, happiness, and the pursuit, no, pursuit of, yeah, I'm trying to remember, Eric, I'm trying to <laughs> remember the other thing. Life. Life. In general, life, and life then the pursuit general. of happiness. But then the I switched it up yeah. to 
Pursuit um, the, of Blackness. Yeah, and somebody in the comments was like, yeah, the Pursuit of Blackness. We like that. We like that. So that's going to be what it is. That's going to be what so, it is. Life, you know, I am thriving. You know, when I think about that, I'm like, I am a warrior. I am a survivor. I make it through anything. I have survived 100% of the things that I have went through. So I am a survivor. I am thriving. Hi, friend. Hi, Kristen. Um, I'm surviving. And so that's how life is going. Life is literally every day surviving, every day waking up, showing up, and being very focused that my life is going to be what I curate. So that's the life. Um, pursuit of Blackness. I feel like the pursuit of Blackness is having a Black-ass wedding. Um, the wedding is bringing it back to the wedding. The wedding is going to only be Black people. That's it. It's giving niggas only. It's giving and, niggas only. It's giving, is, if you can't okay, get invited to me. the cookout, you won't be coming to the cookout. Like, it's, yeah, like, it's, okay. It's so, giving gatekeeping. And, 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 we're, oh, yeah. and we're all the way, it's, yeah. It's a private event. So if you're not black, and I, and I don't mean POC. I don't mean, I don't mean POC. Okay? POC died in the 90s. I ain't talking about a POC. I ain't, I'm talking about black. B-L-A-C-K. All caps. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's very black ass. And yes, my uh, my friend Simba, my best friend Simba, is also the wedding officiant. Talking about jumping the broom, that's also very black ass. The broom at our black ass wedding—that's super dope. <laughs> Calling me, and it paused my video. Uh oh, you got to hang up. You got to hung up. Pie. You got to hang up. I know, and it's you like you know, Apple struggles with this "do not disturb" because people people be disturbing you even when you have it on. Um, <laughs> but I only yes. missed like the last like ten seconds. Can you repeat what you said? Oh, I said we heard me. I think you heard me when I said the wedding is black, so all black. Um, it's only for black people, so no Pac, no people of color. Like black, you are not. It's black. That's it. Um, a descendant of I, a slave, an African a, slave. Okay. We're not. We okay. we testing blood at the door. Black, and that is so important. <laughs> and you know, I told that when I when I first started dating, um, the second date that came up, I was like, I'm gonna bliggity black ass wedding. So anybody who's not black, keep calm. Um, so yeah, that's for super black. And then it's happening at a club, like a because I'm a party girl, like to party and to get lit. So it's happening at a club, and we're gonna be jumping the broom on the dance floor, like. It's lit. So it's just, that's very black. I think that, like, when I think about this wedding, we're both going to look back and be like, this is the pursuit of blackness for real. Like, um, yeah. I love it. It's given, it's given that last scene with um, Angelica Ross when she passed away on Pose, her character mm. passed. Remember the, remember the scene she had in the ballroom? I do remember. It's, I do. It's given that, that a little bit, and okay. I like it. It's a candy. All right. Hey, candy girl. It's, it's given okay. that. We got some comments. My my do not disturb is all super like I don't I don't know how I think I have to go in because I have like maybe my favorites can call or something like that. That's what it is. Or sometimes if they call twice back to back, they can reach you. I don't know. Oh, okay. I okay. say <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What's up, y'all? See a few people join the conversation. I am here Hello. with artist, rapper, black film, ratchet, revolutionary, oh, Jewel yeah. the Gem. And we're catching up. <clears throat> Jewel was on the show before, but we're catching up um, because she has some new singles out. Mm-hmm. So, that wait, that last one was The Pursuit of Happiness, right? Yep, that was. Uh, 
right. but that was the pursuit of blackness the pursuit of blackness <laughs> yeah all right bet and just as a reminder y'all you can post your comments your thoughts or questions for our guest tonight and what's up jay latay Hey, Jay Latay. Who's um, a DJ, uh, one of many things here in Philadelphia, but a DJ is one of them. Okay, <clears throat> period. Um, and you can also request to join, but I just ask if you, you know what, Jay? <laughs> I could not. You know what's so funny? I was about to be like, Jay. All right, so real quick, Jay Latay and everybody else. So I was doing that last week, but I wasn't really on last week because Xfinity had me fucked up. So I ranted about it, raved about it. My amazing, oh, that's where it was like, would you like us to switch? And I said, I, I would. So we have AT&T, okay? It's lit. It's Not lit. you so we good. went to AT&T like a damsel, a damsel in distress. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> so yeah, we switched. It's, it's lit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all the way lit and you look great. Thank um, you. And thank you again for being here. Um, B-Watt fits. Said, just here to behold the perfection and gift that is jewel. Yes. My oh, friends are in line. They in line. What's up? What's up, Melvin? What's up? <laughs> hey, and Melvin. so, again, you feel free, you guys, if you're listening, post your questions, your thoughts. If you do ask, request to join, just have a question for our guest. <laughs> don't, don't be in the club just chilling <laughs> or, do, or, or doing some, some, some ratchet shit or some illegal shit. That's gonna get. Yes. That's gonna get the live shut down. Right. If not, we got y'all because I got I got some good questions. So let's go ahead. Okay. Let's go ahead. We we got to just start off by congratulating you on your two singles, your new singles Thank that are you. out right now. <laughs> Thank Hear you. Hear me out in Mira Mantra. I want to briefly discuss each track individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Individually. Yes. So let's start with Mira Mantra. Um, mm-hmm. You you know what, Jules? <laughs> Why you do this track like that? Listen. Round of applause. You know, I'm so glad that you opened with that. So behind the scenes, when I was recording it, the engineer was like, I think you should switch up how you said it. And I said, no, because those that get it will get it. Then when I'm saying round of applause, like the queers, it's it's for the queers. And then he was yeah. like, Okay. So you're like maybe the third or fourth I person love it. who literally will like mock that. Because we know. Like, yes. We know. We know. Yes. You for said applause to all the baddies that don't look like what they've been through. This mantra is for you. Yes. Okay. Hey, yes. You really just gonna start the track like that? That's how I started because you know what it is? When You know, I'm so glad to be on the other side. But when I was in abusive relationships, (laughs) I was looking, I was looking like this. My bad, I'm reading the comments. I'm sorry. Oh, that's my wifey. That's my wifey. So she knows the vibes because she was in, she was in the studio and her, she also was like, (laughs) and I was like, no, they'll get it. But Is that IMDs? Yes, I am dead. Wife, I am dead. I murder everybody's um, screen name. Um, I am (laughs) dead. What's up? And congratulations, Des. Congratulations on the date. Yes, setting the date. So, so I noticed, like, no matter what I'm going through, my mother was old. My mother, I I was raised in a household where my mother was like, no matter what, we gonna always look good. So I noticed that even when I was 
surviving just all the things that I was surviving, abusive relationships, I would still look like this, like just a baddie. And what would happen is people would be like, you can't possibly be really going through what you're going through. And I'm like, no, but I am. <sighs> and sometimes people think so, like, it's not synonymous. Silly rabbit, tricks up for kids. And so I'm like, no, I don't look like what I've been through. I'm aware. I'm aware that <laughs> if I really would wait till that book come out. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> a lot of that is just the thriving. A lot of that is just the code switching that Black people have been ingrained yes. to do. Yes. Our ancestors would go through the worst shit and still be twerking in the woods and gyrating hips in the woods and celebrating and making music in the woods, right? Even in Calling out to the, the ancestors. And pr- exactly. Chanting, so, yes. Exactly. So I'm like, a lot of us may not look like what we've been through. Yeah. So shout out to us because we still went through the shit, but we looking real good. Feeling real good because we're on the other side. So we look real good and we age very well. We do. Because I'm about to be 36 in in like two weeks. Compared to uh, our counterparts, then the world is the world is created for them. Everything is literally laid out for them. And age age like a like a banana. It's yes. Yes. You know the um was it the principal on the Simpsons? You know what I'm talking about? Is that Mr. Burns? The fact that you're going to the Simpsons, I just have a chuckle. Like, what? <laughs> Listen, I'm very, every day I'm very grateful that regardless of the relationship that I don't have with my parents, I am extremely grateful that I have a Black mother and a Black father. And a Black oh, grandfather nice. and a Black... You know Would never, I mean? Wouldn't trade it for the world. The melanin. Now, if we go deep, 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 then there are some whites because colonization. But my mom and my daddy is Black. And let me tell you, the, great, the gratitude that I have for that... So, yeah. Round of applause. <laughs> yes. And I feel like I wanted to, you know, I'm re- so I'm also really witchy. So when I mean by witchy, I don't mean devil worship it, but some people be thinking that's synonymous with devil worship it. It's not. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah. out. It's, it's, that's the church. It's, that's the that's, church. That's colonization telling us that we, okay. But I'm a manif- I manifest. I'm an alchemist. I take pain and transmute it into pleasure. I take, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the witchiness. And mirror magic is real. And when you look into the mirror and you do your affirmations, that is real. So I was like, I wanted to be, I wanted for it to be called pop your shit. But then I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta say this is a mirror mantra. This is something that I want people to really be looking into the mirror and dancing, putting on a, you know, moisturizing themselves, you know, and feeling really, really good. And, and that's something I was, I was like, you know, fuck colorism, like fuck racism, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, and, and getting political, because it's really important to me that I infuse razzle dazzle. You stay shaking some the table. Don't, uh-uh, oh, don't yeah. try to water it down. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't try to water it down because I love, I've been listening to your music for a minute. You stay shaking the table. Yes. And that's one of the things that I love mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I like Mira Mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Cause I don't want um, Instagram to shut me down. That's true. And it'd be weird. <laughs> Shut you down, and I'm the artist. Like it's me. I'm giving consent. It's okay. Like today, it was giving Instagram was giving audio unavailable. I'm like, why is my song? Yeah, I didn't like that. My song. I, don't I didn't like, like that. that. I didn't like no. that. I was trying to let people know that me and you was going live in 15 minutes, and I was trying to play the song in the background with, with your picture, which we're about to talk about. Um, 
I didn't like that Instagram. I didn't like it either. It's Instagram. It, it, it apparently it's not happening to me. It's happened to a couple of friends too. I don't like it. Fuck that shit. And I don't like it. Then how about this? Because mm-hmm. what we this one. Listen. Come on. Come on. That's been going all the way up. Performing it. Let me tell you. Her. Tell me. Performing it is the best. Because I be in my bag. I be in my bag. What's that about? Because I think this song does something for you. It does do something for me. Because when I watch it back, I know what I'm feeling when I perform it. But then when I watch it back, I'm like, you was in your bag. (laughs) And so it's largely because I love wearing wigs. I was super, you know, I just love wearing wigs. I love it, love it, love it. And I think, you know, talking about the Black femme aesthetic I'm very unapologetic about wearing wigs. And some people be like, it's my hair. No, it's a wig. Okay, it's a wig. And I switch it up and I do black, I do green, I do yellow, I do, you know, and really understand that we live in a world of cultural appropriation and really flexing on like black girls do it better. I said it. You said it. Wig game gives range and I meant it. And I also was like, like, we live in an era where it's like, oh, you know, human hair bundles, but I'm a girl from the hood. And we know about synthetic hair too. And synthetic hair. Shout cheaper. out to my Baltimore family. Okay, they don't vibes. And I'm like, the beauty supply store, you know, when I started wearing wigs back in the day, they didn't have all the like, you couldn't get the fly stuff like from there. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was the custom. I mean, it wasn't the custom, it was the synthetic. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to. Everybody was wearing now. that at one point. Exactly. Like, that's all you could I really get. Do. Yeah, and I still do. So I have my like $400 wigs. But this right here, like, this is one of my favorite wigs right now. This Ooh, black is black one. Yeah, a little neon yellow. I like that. Because it's giving me 90s, but it's also giving me like 1950s. It's yes. Stop. Yes. Synthetic. So for me, I'm like, no, like, we're going to talk about the custom. We're going to talk about the synthetic. And we're going to, you know what I mean, human hair. So love that. Also love the aesthetic of nails and lashes and lips. So skew that in there. And then the second verse about. Rage. Yo, I braid my own hair. That shit got me. I was in here like, oh, hey, oh, oh. like I was swinging my shit. Like that song. Twelve hours, no breaks till I'm finished. Yeah, and I think that's that's the reality because anybody who knows me identifies a homegirl hair braider, and I used to braid my my friend's hair, but I be braiding my own hair, and I be in the mirror. Braiding it. You, you walked no us through the whole process. Through like, you made us feel process. like we were in the room. You made me feel like when, when my dad remarried, I had a, a stepsister and a stepbrother. Mm-hmm. I used to watch my, I would watch my stepsister for hours doing her hair. Yeah. Hours. And so, and that, that second verse of that song, Hear Me Out, it's like you put me right there. I felt like I was watching my, my stepsister do yeah. her hair. You talked about putting it in the water and everything. You're dipping your ends in the water. Like, yeah. everything. Somebody <laughs> yes. in the chat said that beat. Yeah, it's... it's. Hi, got the pins, got the clips, got the straps with the grip. No, wig flip my aesthetic. Now, yeah. fun facts. Fun facts. I was on a reality show called A Circle Atlanta. We talked about that when you were on the show before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the gags on the show was I had this custom-made green wig. And this custom-made green wig was very heavy. I don't like to really use the sprays. And I like to be able to throw it off when I'm finished. (laughs) 
Okay, it's real is, shit. Is this, is this you? I want to see. I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. Is this you walking through the door and just like, bitch, like killing that shit back like Annalise Keating? Well, what happened was, right, Annalise Keating definitely was like, reveal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, reveal. But so I wear this green wig. It's heavy. It's heavy, heavy. And it was custom made in, in Nigeria. Okay. I put it on. I go to this, this fashion show. I'm, I'm thinking I'm cute. You know what I'm saying? I was cute, but I'm good. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the producer stops filming. He's the producer and the videographer. He stops filming. He's like, I have to tell you, your wig is like all the way. Like, it's about to fall off. Like, the wig, it was giving backseat. Please and get off my line. Get off my line, too. So I literally, so I have to like, so then he goes back on camera. He gets the camera together. So then my castmates I try to are literally on camera fixing my wig. Now, I don't get let me say something about me. I don't get embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed. Jewel, you ain't feel your wig sliding back. I didn't. Like, like it I really, really be didn't. moving and y'all it, it, you it may not know. I didn't know. Like I really didn't know. So <laughs> my wig was slipping back. It's giving back seat. So and you was probably talking shit too. You was probably talking big shit. shit. I was definitely talking shit. I had just actually pulled out a cast member for something about not being black. It was a whole thing. So all I had to say is it was like they thought they could like (laughs) use that to kind of get to me. And I said, I'm a baddie. I don't care. So at the reunion, I don't, you know, I don't glue down my wig and I just start moving my wig up and down at the reunion. Like I'm a baddie. Do you understand how a baddie? Even like with my wig cap, I love it. You know what Somebody, I'm saying, Mr. So, Jerome said. I remember. Jerome said, "I remember." Oh, oh. But the sub intellect. And once they realized that it wasn't bothering me, it's no longer a joke, right? You can't really make fun of somebody who's like, so what? Right, because you live in it and you lavish in it, and you you can Period. laugh at yourself. So it's like, Period. I love that. I love that, and that and that. <laughs> And that confidence really comes across in the music. And speaking of which, I want to know, um, I want to hit on inspiration and influence because you're, cre- you're creating music right now. So mm-hmm. can you describe, talk to us about some of the things, what's going on right now that's motivating you to create music? Oh, that is a great question. That is a great question. So Mira so I had to, I mean, I block a lot of people. So I remember one time I had just finished blocking somebody and I write. So my, my ministry, I feel like creatively, I really love poetry. I've, I wrote poetry ever since I was a kid. Same. And so, yeah, I love poetry. So what yeah. I do is I write it as a poem and then I go with my wifey and she's a songwriter and whatever. And then cut together, she helps to support it and making it in song. Right. So I remember I had just finished blocking someone and I remember I was like, block them when they out of pocket, put them down. Mm-hmm. Like I literally like wrote that part and then something else had happened and like I had, so I wrote another part and then it all kind of like came together like, ooh, this is going to be the one song. So I, it was important for me to start out with a flex, you know, and just be like, yeah, I'm turning heads, I'm breaking necks, but then go into like, yeah, and the people kind of like, fuck with your energy, block them. Put your boundaries up. Yeah. Like, cut them off. That's, that's so, literally the only, the only the response. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. the vibes. And, you know, and when I mean blocking, I mean blocking family. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, <laughs> you have know? to. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just being like, yeah, they're out of pocket. You have to get blocked. So I remember literally just in the bed one night writing that part and just, it all kind of, like I said, comes together. Now the beat, I, I performed at an event and this dude was like, yo, I love your stuff. I want to just, he was a producer. He's like, he just sent me like 20 beats. And I was all for free and I was ooh. super excited. Like a kid that. in a so candy store. <laughs> I was like, ooh! So it was just like perfect timing to take that poem bring it to the beat, you know, went to Desiree with it. She's like, okay, boom, 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 over here, over there. And then that's Mira Mantra. So definitely I feel like Mira Mantra was like, because when people get you fucked up and they do you dirty, sometimes you can look at yourself and be like, yo, what did I do wrong? So I feel like that song was also a flex on, it's nothing to do with you. You're a baddie, you keep going, you're amazing. You pop your shit, block them because they out of pocket. Like, you know, and just kind of, affirming myself and making sure that people's mm-hmm. out of pocket doesn't re- like deplete me. Right. You know what I mean? And start to like, you know, really just feed into my, my view and perception of myself, which unfortunately happens way too often, especially with mm-hmm. social media, especially mm-hmm. with social media. Um, right. And so like next, I did want to talk to you about your creative process and like how you mm-hmm. like what your approach is to writing lyrics, but you already touched on that. Just, yeah. just just a few seconds ago. So I want to take that a little bit further. Do you ever experience creative block? And if you do, how is how do you work through that? I do experience creative block. Largely, if I'm writing songs that are like very deep and things that I'm actively healing. So, for example, when I wrote Bloodshot, you know, coming coming, you know, co-writing with my partner and writing songs about previous relationships can be hard because I'm like, hey, I really want to talk about this part. I really want it to feel haunting. You know, I want to, I want to really release this in a way that people understand like, oh, like this is, and I was inspired by the way Eve with Love is Blind. Come on, Philly. Okay, come on. Hey, you right. That is Philly. That is Philly. It was from Philly. And I remember North Philly to too. that as a kid. I and I was Or like, she might be from Nice Town. I can't remember. But and I know look, sure. Anybody Philly, listening, ain't nothing nice by. about Nice Town. So don't. <laughs> don't don't, <laughs> don't be no fooled. Don't, don't be there. fooled. <laughs> but um, I, I remember that song very uh, vividly in my memory. But I remember. Oh, yes. Love about, is blind. Like, yeah, and it'll take, take over, over your mind. Your mind. Exactly. What you think is love, love is truly is not. You need not to elevate and find. Yes. yes. And my thing is, she was talking about her friend. Whereas I was like, I need to do this. From was my she? Perspective. Or, ooh, hold on, let me drink my water. Let me drink my water. I'm just saying. That's a good point. You know how y'all easier. writers be? Y'all be, y'all be creating things. And it's not about you. Yeah, you're right. Right. It could be. It could have been. It could be. It could have been a friend, but it could have been her. That's a good point, too. Right. But all I have to say is, like, I was like, I'm going to put my perspective, and I also want to talk about queer relationships. That it's not just, you know, cis men (laughs) who hurt cis women. Like, no. Like, queer relationships, there's domestic violence there sometimes, depending Mm -hmm. on the situation. So, really want to spread. And so, those songs are really hard to record. And they're really hard to write. And then I get, and those songs I'm also the most tied to, and I don't want to shift certain stuff. So, for example, there's a lot of creative flexibility. Flexibility. Des is an amazing writer. But I find that songs that I'm, like, very, like, 
passionately whatever she wants to switch a little part I'm like no so for example on bloodshot there was this part where it was like i wanted to be like word to Seely. like it was really important to me because you know that part in the color purple and she was like everything you did to me and she did that that finger so i really wanted to infuse that and i remember she was like Whoa. and i was like no i need word to Seely in there and she was like okay <laughs> we'll do it and she we make it work and so I find that those are hard to write, hard to record, but even harder to perform. Ooh. I have definitely had moments where I perform bloodshot um, or perform me to the neck. And I you got emotional. Word hiccups. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Because I'm emotional about it. Okay. Right. I'm so deep in it that I kind of regress a little bit to, to that. And that doesn't play, that doesn't, that doesn't really land well when you're performing. So I had to stop performing that for a little bit. Because I was traumatizing myself. So um, so that's 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 the behind the scenes tea. I think, you know, when I think about songs that like Meg the Stallion with anxiety and how she gets emotional performing that. When you perform it's yeah. different, you know, when you perform the more upbeat things, stuff that crying you're in the car. struggling with and yeah. crying and that one of those tracks time. is a really emotional track mm-hmm. that she that she has mm-hmm. on one of her I can't I, I don't know which album, but it's it's a dope song. Yeah. Um, yeah, but very emotional and so I yeah I, I, I can only imagine and so I wanted you to speak to that from an artist's mm-hmm. perspective because I imagine that in the studio and while performing these emotions are kind of like just going through your body and um, it was just interesting to hear how, how how do you balance all of that like how do you how do you maintain all of that because the people want a performance right they do and you and you're going to give a performance meanwhile, mm-hmm. All of this can be happening on the inside. And you constantly are putting that in the music. I know. Well, I think it's balancing, like, that not everything, not every song was made to perform. There's certain songs that you write and you you put it on there. And at the end of the day, you're kind of like, it's actually meant for the listener to listen to and not necessarily see you perform it. So that's what my therapist said. My therapist was like, you know, maybe you shouldn't perform those as of right now, or maybe you should perform half of the song, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the full song. Mm-hmm. Because I do have, I am, I have a diagnosis of PTSD, so I have to be very careful. And I know someone's talking about that in terms of mental health. Um, so, you know, I think that for me, having anxiety and having PTSD, I want to make sure that I'm not triggering myself on the stage. And I have to feel alive i have to you know like whatever but it doesn't mean that i won't ever perform those songs but it might mean maybe i'm performing them in a more intimate closed space setting you know more unplugged you know where i could just cry a little bit and things like that um versus a larger group yeah yeah okay okay Mm -hmm. so now I want to go, and we're, we're getting close to the end, but I, next is more of an, an acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, because to me, you know, some of the best rappers, some of the best artists are able to evoke um, different types of emotion and sometimes even action, um, mm-hmm. you know, by their words and by their lyrics, by painting these stories and scenarios that we, that we hear in their music. When mm-hmm. I listen to your music, particularly your last album, Ratchet Revolution, and now we have these two new singles, but when I listen to just your music and, and, and I stand back and I look at it, I, I, I hear and I see affirmation, I see confirmation, I see declaration, 
Mm-hmm. Um, for for you as a woman, as a black woman, as a black femme, but mm-hmm. also for us as a community, like you don't hold back at all Mm-mm. to speak up and out for us, and and yeah. in, in particularly um, trans women. Mm-hmm. You don't just talk the talk; you walk the walk. You collaborate yeah. with these artists that you are advocating mm-hmm. for, like B Hawk on Femfire. Yes. I yes. thought that was such a dope collaboration yes. um, mm-hmm. with songs like Femfire and Mira Mantra. Can you talk a little bit more about um, why do you ex- choose to explore the, the things that you do explore? And what do you want mm-hmm. people to get when they're listening? What do you want people to get and receive when they're listening to your music? Yeah. So I'm an activist, you know, like if when people probably start following me and things like that, like I built a following or, or, or I know who Jewel is largely due to my activism. I've gotten statues taken down. I've done direct actions, you know, and like I, that uplift trans women rallies and protests. Like I've used my voice. Like I talk about that in terms fire. Like I use my voice to cause shift, you mm. know, like I've, I was the one on the bullhorn, you know, like, doing my chants and then now I'm on the mic like it's just bullhorn to mic it's it needs to feel seamless you know like my activism has to be infused in it my healing like me affirming myself that's journaling that's affirmations like that's what I do so what I want people to feel I want people to feel unapologetically black unapologetically queer if they're femme unapologetically femme just not having to turn down. I think society is always telling us to turn down. You're too loud. You're taking up too much space. I'm like, take up more space. Like, be louder. Turn me up. Be louder. They say be quiet. Say fuck that. And just turn it all the highest volume. Like, that's the energy. I want people to feel affirmed. I want them to feel like they can take up, like, this, the time to step in and move in your power. Um, and I want people yes. to know that. Uh, to be aware, like to be woke, you know, the overused term to be aware that, yes, it's important that we be ratchet and we be lit and we turn up, but also let's be mindful of police brutality with knee to the neck. But also let's be mindful that black trans women are dying at unprecedented rates and that the average life expectancy of black trans women is 30. That's a problem. So it's like, Knowing that while we could bask in the joy and the liberation and the feel good, I, it's not lost on me that my trans siblings are, are, are not getting the same treatment nowhere near and never have been as, as cisgender people. You know, it's not lost on me that when we talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, that people only think about Black cis men. And I'm like, wait a minute, Black trans folks, Black children, Black, black cis women. women, Black trans yeah. women, like, like, we're also impacted. So it's like, eh, but also be aware. Like, that's my energy. It's like, turn up, but also, that's the vibe. Yeah. That's the vibe. I like that. And you're consistent. That's one thing about you. You're, yeah. you're, you're consistent. So there's two <laughs> singles out right now. Mm-hmm. Is there an album in the works? You know, so I definitely want to do an album, but I want to explore a new genre. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to ask you, what genre you think I should explore next? Because there's one that I'm, like, really wanting to, like, tap into. Really? Yeah. And so I feel like that next album needs to have some of that genre up in there. Yeah. I could see you getting into more of, like, 
I, I can see more influences of like punk and rock in your music. Okay. Yes. Al- alternative R and B. I can hear that for sure. Mm-hmm. For alternative R and B. Yes. Yes. I can a hundred percent see that. And I actually have this like rocker. Sometimes I have a little bit of a rocker aesthetic. Sometimes that I infuse in some things. Um, and I'd be like, I should bust that out. Um, I've also really been toying around with thinking about Afrobeats, and I love Afrobeats. I love Afrobeats. Yes. I love it. Yes. And, you know, my ancestors are from, you know, well, we're all from the motherland, right? We're all, to me, I'm like, it's not lost on me that we're descendants from Africa, right? But I grew up in the Caribbean household. My grandmother was Jamaican, my parents are Haitian, Afrobeats. Caribbean music, island music, like something. I just, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. So it's dripping off you. Okay, it's dripping. And I wanted to really (laughs) infuse, because I will say this, right? I love what the rap girlies are doing. Okay. I'm like in support of the sexy red and the ice spice and the glorilla. You know, I'm a big fan of Cardi B, but like they not my age group, but like, like, they're not queer like me, like, a, like, about, like, a whole wife, you know, like, to a woman. Um, and, you know, I'm unapologetically with my spirituality. I talk about my ancestors in my songs, you know? So I feel like I want to be able to make music for people who are, you know, up that, like, 35 and up. Like, you you still, you still a baddie, you ratchet, whatever. But maybe That's what I... You got a ring on your finger, baby. Maybe That's what I wanted to ask you because you, yeah. you talked about age group, and I'm like, well, what, which audience are you are you speaking to? And you just named it 35 and up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. These are people that could be in relationships. Yeah. Uh, These could be right? professionals, I mean, but they like to um, after after they nine to five, go on down to the bar where absolutely. where where the people be at, you know, to turn up a little bit. Absolutely, because let me tell you something, Eric. I be in the car like this with Des. I be like, I just want a rough neck nigga on the hey. top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she be like, okay, <laughs> but I ain't really either. <laughs> you scaring Des? <laughs> I be scaring. She be like, oh, I'm like, you know, Lola Brooke is my, you know, that's my homegirl in my head. Um, or just like fucking nigga free, you know, and it's just that's just not what my life is. And so I want to make songs like or I love act bad. I love that. I'm like, I'm here for the black girlies who saying scam on these niggas. But I'm not scamming on no nigga. I'm wiped up. Like so at the end of the day, it's like I want to make it for I love people it. who are going through what I'm going going through. Well, you know, like yeah. That makes you real that like that makes you a real artist. Like you speaking to yeah. what what your lived life experience is. So much of the industry mm-hmm. is controlled by not what people the not the life that people are actually living, but what the what the consumers are demanding to hear. That's true. It's cap. It's a lot of cap in the rap. It's a lot of cap. Yes. It's a lot of cap. Yeah. Um yeah. are there any artists that you would like to work with? Um, I definitely want to work with queer artists. So that's like really important to me. Like I really want to work with some queer artists. But I will say, you know, I've had some artists that I've been wanting to work with. There was one particular artist that I wanted to work with, a big artist. But you know, now there's a lawsuit. So it's like I'm I'm realizing, you know, sexual harassment lawsuit. I ain't gonna say the person's name, but sexual harassment lawsuit is giving fat phobia. It's giving, you know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, it's just kind of like 
you know, I, you got to be very mindful because I definitely want to work with an artist who has a similar politic as me. And I think that like working with black queer artists would just be the best move. Um, sure. However, I'm open to working with artists. I actually have a upcoming song that's most likely gonna drop before the end of the year. I'm collabing with some like some a queer um, artist duo called Katani, and they're based out of New York. So for me, I'm very big on like I want people who are who have a similar vibe as me. Yeah, some of like celebrities are dangerous. I don't know their politics, right? Like I don't know how you move. I don't know how you feel about black trans women. I ain't about to sit here and do no song with nobody and you transphobic. I ain't saying do no song with nobody, you know, and you're xenophobic or you're you know what I mean? You're ageless. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, damn there, I gotta interview niggas. Okay, so what's your politic on this, this, and this, and this before I lay a track with you? So that's where it's at. It's giving for sure black, queer, and trans artists, and I'm open to other artists who they vibe on a similar frequency. If they don't, then I'm then, good. Then, then, you're, then you're good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, damn, I have had a thought and it left me it might come back but we we are closing out mm-hmm. is is there anything that you want to say that you haven't said that you want to leave us with mm-hmm. yeah because i know i didn't fully i, I know I, I answered it in this particular way but i want to now that i've fully read that question um around mental health and how i navigate mental health as i write songs okay. that are hard and i think you know, I think it'll be good to kind of end with that. I think that when you write songs that are very close to the chest, um, is really taking your time with those songs and not rushing those songs. So those songs for me might be the longest to write. Maybe I write them in segments and maybe they'll take me a month where someone else, another, I wrote a song the other day and it took me 20 minutes, right? So letting those songs really sit, um, cry through them if you need to, like figure out if you perform them or you don't perform them. I think that that's really important. Sharing them with people who understand and who can affirm you. I think that was really important for me too is when I when I write songs like that, sharing them with my close, close, close friends first and getting their affirmations and then releasing it to the world. So it's just kind of protecting my peace at all costs is really important. And I do have a therapist. So I'm very big on therapy. Um, and I'm very big as well on ancestor veneration. I'm always going to my altar and, and asking like, okay, is this a song I need to be writing? Like, I really have to go to my altar and ask them like, is it okay to write this song by my parents? Because I know that's right. That's y'all, that's y'all children. So y'all good with that? And they was like, yes, because it needs to be said. So, you know, incorporating spirit in my, in my work is really important as well. And, and incorporating, you know, the listening, the views of, of close friends. So... Those are mental health things. Mental health is super, super important. Because I think Absolutely. about a lot of artists, a lot of artists, athletes, you know, have to take time off from their craft because they're overwhelmed mentally. And for me, I am not going to be burnt out for nobody. This is creative. This is artistic. This needs to be an outlet was for me and not say a stressor outlet. for me. Right. Yeah. And it right. is an outlet for me. Like I said, I'd be in hard when I be performing. I love it. Well, I love the attention. I feel like I be casting spells with niggas when I be looking and blink, you know, doing a little with them. I just do a little, you know, just, uh, uh. And they just be like, ooh. And I be like, yeah, get into it. I love it. It's great. Get into it. <laughs> get into it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I wanted to go back to, I, I forgot to shout out. So for Hear Me Out, it, it looked like you did um, a promo um, the the photo shoot that you did, I just wanted to, you know, I, I just thought the hair, the hair styling, I thought the lighting and the photos 
were on point and paid homage to an icon yes. that we all know as Little Kim. Yes. Um, and yes. some of her most iconic moments. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say, you you look great. Um, Thank you. Notography ATL? I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, Nor, yeah, so their name is Norkin for Life, mm-hmm. but that's their handle. But yeah, Norkin for Life, she's super dope. She's an artist. She's a videographer. She also did my video for Popped Out. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's my, we locked in. Like any photo shoots, video shoots. That's the she's creative fan. Her turnaround time is so quick. Like we did a little behind the scenes for that. We did the, I, I saw, when I saw Crush on You, I was maybe about 10 years old, eight years old, around then. And I was obsessed. I was like, who is this black woman with red, yellow, blue? Green? I was like, oh. And so would hear me out. I was like, oh, that's how I'm going to pay homage to it. And I wanted to do a photo shoot in the home. So Desiree and I literally created like the home to you know, be a photo shoot for that. And have my makeup artist there with her wife, Nor had her wife. So it was giving trio couples vibes. They were all affirming. I'm switching my hair. You know, we did that shoot in like two hours and switching hair. And those really? were all recyclable. Yeah, those were all, all recyclable. All four leaves. looks. You did four looks, right? I did four looks, and those were all recyclable synthetic wigs. All of those wigs I wore, whether in 2020, whether in 2022, 2021, so they're all recyclable wigs. Um, because I was loving part two. It was like me being like, yeah, this is my collection. They're my baby. You know, people collect sneakers. I collect my wigs. Oh, so you, you know own these wigs that are in. Oh, yeah, these are mine. The- oh, yeah. I, I got to get 20, 20, 30 wigs on standby each time, rotation, in my home. Oh, yeah. I got a whole room. Oh, for, shit. For I love wigs. it. I, yes. I- so we, we do that. And, you know, I just had my different looks and things like that. So it was just a vibe. And so I really loved it. I knew I wanted that to be the single cover. So I had a lot of fun with it. And one of the wigs, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this wig. I'm performing for Black Pride out here in Atlanta. So I'm going to probably put on the green wig um, and just vibe it out before I do my braids next week. So, yeah. <laughs> you look fabulous. And, and so everyone... Uh, watching and listening right now in the photo shoot, you can just go to Jewel the Gems um, Instagram page and you can check out those photos. Yes, please do. It's 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 giving everything that it needs to give. And yes. Jewel, thank you so much for dialing in tonight. Um, Absolutely. Let's stay in contact. Please. Remind you just join. And I was just about to say, if I come down to Atlanta, because he's in Atlanta, uh, okay. we, we need to connect. And But you, you already said please. that. We, oh yeah, we doing it. We doing it, and I need to make my way to Philly. I need to make my way to Philly. I need someone to book me, fly me out to Philly, fuck up a forum, and do a whole set because the music is there. Like I said, I even have new music, so it's like eh, the gift that keeps on giving. So I'm gonna need whoever you know in Philly, Eric, let them know if they trying to book me out. Jay, that's why. That's why I said Jay in the beginning. I don't know if he's still here, but I was like Jay, hello, like this is. You know, and, and, and my thing is this. Mm-hmm. If we can be playing Kaya down at the bar, I know, I know we love my neck, my back. The, ooh, mm-hmm. the, the girls go up for my neck and my back. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, it's artists like you and there's so many other artists that I've brought on my show. And I'm like, if we can listen to Kaya down at the club, we can be playing our own artists. We can be supporting our own artists. 
And, I, and I'm not and actually, equating, yes. and no, I'm, I'm not like equating to Kaya, but what I'm mm-hmm. just saying is, because I don't, I don't really care for Kaya like that, because she's hella transphobic and homophobic. She's very problematic. But she's very problematic, and, and, and that's my point, is like, if we can play her, why can't we support the people who are actually identified, who are in our community, who are doing the work and creating the music? I, I don't... And you know what? My, my final... Like one tool, because that I was thinking about that earlier and really feeling that earlier. And my final one tool would be before we hang up is that when we have any type of queer events, right? Black Pride or just Pride in general, June, instead of y'all paying 10K plus, 20K plus to non queer artists for a walkthrough, for, for a 10 minute walkthrough. For a walkthrough, you need to be booking queer artists who are talking about queer things. Like, I talk about being with the woman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's I make it for queer people. And yet, I don't want to be the opener for the person who's not even queer. They should be opening for me, if anything. So I would say that if you are, if you do any type of party promotion, one, hit me up, join the gym, period. But this other artist, do not let your pride be packed with headliners who are not queer. Because it's very, very disrespectful. It's giving queer community, queer community. Like, we want you to buy tickets and da 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 But then you do, who you paying? Because I'm going to tell you right now, quiet as it's kept, a lot of us queer artists, like myself, are not getting paid to perform at these queer events. Instead, they're giving the money to the straight, the cishet rappers. Think about that. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. And, and a lot of these cis head rappers do hella collaborations with people that are homophobic and transphobic. But you want them so badly at your event. When we want better, we will demand better. <laughs> okay. Jewel the gym. Thank you for dialing in tonight. Um, again, let's stay in contact. Everyone, this yes. video will be up for people to watch. Um, go back and watch if you um, want to or if you missed us during the live. Thank you, Jewel. We'll be talking soon. And yes, we'll talk soon. Thank you for everybody for watching tonight. Thank you so Peace. much. Peace. And thank y'all for tuning in. Peace out. <laughs>